being able to learn to prioritize means reaching out for help mm-hmm. and so that he can help me with what I need, what I what I want so that I can make more decisions, more yeses to getting stuff done for me. This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 304. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Welcome to another episode of the show. I am so glad that you are here. So Halloween is coming. Any Halloween fans out there? I I mean, I would be kind of weird if you were like anti-Halloween. Boo Halloween. I mean, unless it was against your religion or anything. I mean, I guess I can understand that. But I love Halloween and I used to get really into it in terms of costumes. Not so much the handing out of candy. I mean, this was way before I had children. I didn't even, you know, that hadn't crossed my mind yet that that was a thing to do. But it was more so about parties and dressing up. And I used to have so much fun coming up with my costume. And then it came all about, it became all about my kids and I didn't dress up for a while. But last year I dressed up as Wednesday Adams, and it was a ton of fun. This year, as I record this, well, it's one week before the podcast actually comes out. It's right in the middle of October. I have not chosen a costume yet. So don't panic. If anybody has any great ideas for me, PM me on Instagram. I will be sure to take them into consideration. And I wanted to take a moment to thank all of you who gave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and got your tote bag. We did the drawing for that. These reviews and ratings matter so much, and especially for your Kick-Ass Life podcast because, because of the name, and it has a curse word in it. Can we all agree that ass is just not a curse word? I mean, what if I was selling donkeys? What if that was what the show was about? That's not a bad thing. But because it does have the word ass in it, then I have to mark the show as explicit. Even if we manage to get through an entire episode with no bad words, which does happen, it happens. It still has to be marked as explicit. Therefore, it's a lot harder for me to come up in searches. Uh, that that being said, your ratings and reviews matter that much more to me so that I can keep my job and don't become destitute. No, I'm being dramatic, but thank you for those of you that take the time to do that. I appreciate it so very, very much. What I have in store for you today is another coaching episode. We are going to hear from the lovely Karina. Here's what I love about this episode. First, I mean, just Karina's just the best. She has been a patron since the very, very beginning. By the way, patreon.com slash Y-K-A-L. You can be coached here on the air among other great things, but it supports the show. And she's been a supporter from the beginning. She wins the book giveaway pretty much every month. <laughs> it's not there's just not a lot of people who enter the drawing, so Karina's typically the lucky one. And what I love about this the most is that it starts out on one topic and she talks about the thing that she's wanting to accomplish the most and it ends up going in a different direction. And that happens a fair amount of time when I'm having a coaching conversation with someone. And I really do think that so many of you are going to hear parts of your own life in what 
Karina is trying to accomplish. So let's get to it. Without further ado, here is the conversation with Karina. Karina, thank you so much for being here. Uh, it's so nice to talk to you, Andrea. I'm so excited. I, I have You have been, of course, a part of the YKAL community for so long, and I'm so just delighted when I get to talk to people who support the community and, you know, just real life stuff going on. And that's why I love these, these episodes so much. So thank you again for being here. And why don't we start by just telling us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from and what do you do? Okay, so I am from Toronto, Canada. I have, I'm a mom of two feisty, funny, fierce little girls, seven and ten. Uh, also uh, uh, married for just over a decade. And I work in accounting. So, you know, fun, Excel, numbers, all that uh, yeah. jazz. <laughs> nice, nice Canadian person, eh? <laughs> How fun. Okay. Well, I I love your topic because when I read it, I was like, oh my gosh, I've heard this many times. People writing in and asking about this. And even even my my ongoing clients struggle with this too. So why don't you give us the gist of what you're struggling with and, and what you came here today for? All right. Uh well, I'm pretty much trying to build new habits and I'm really struggling with sticking to routines that I know are going to be beneficial to me. Um, you know, like taking care of myself physically, like making sure that I make time to like go to the gym or just have some quiet time for myself and like having those times where I am maybe like want to have some meditation time or just relax. But um, I'm really having a hard time in regards to prioritizing mm-hmm. because I definitely find that, you know, like the day, uh, the day goes, I, I go into work, I come home, I take care of the kids, I put them to bed. And then I find myself in this spiral where I start like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go to bed early. And then what happens is I end up going the spiral. Okay. Well, I'm just going to start cleaning up. And then it just mm-hmm. leads into like, oh, well, this needs to be done. I'm here. I might as well do it. I mean, oh, look, there's something else here. Oh, look, I might as well do it. And all of a sudden, it's one in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I wanted more sleep. Um, and I, and I, I'm really having a hard time letting go of those things that I feel like I can let go of in order to work on the things that I want to work on. Okay. So when you say like the things I want to work on, is that what you mean? Like taking care of yourself more? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like going to the gym, um, getting enough sleep because I feel like my, you know, it's so funny. I find myself mentally going, oh, great. I could have a nap because <laughs> instead of having uh-huh. a full night's sleep. Um, <laughs> so you're kind of like negotiating like, your, your self-care? Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the nap never happens. No, the nap never okay. happens. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's more like, okay, well, I got to do this and this and this and this for, you know, to make sure this gets done. Um, whether it's, uh, you know, preparing stuff for the next day or um, making sure the house looks a certain way, making sure that everything's like, like it just, I feel like I'm just losing the sense of what I should be prioritizing in order to make myself feel better. Okay. So- 
because I have this is the part where I have like six different questions and I have to just pick one <laughs> because I, I well and I also said let me just jump in a completely different direction because one of the things that jumped out at me when you were filling out your questionnaire and you said I believe I have a hard time being honest with myself and letting things go realizing they're not as big of a deal as they are in my head can you say more about that um. I the first thing that comes up to me is uh, I really have um I guess like the first thing that comes to mind is just how the uh my place looks mm-hmm. because the way I was raised it was it, having the place look a certain way was such like a big priority that mm-hmm. anything less I is like kind of shameful i guess in a way okay. where i'm like okay i'm not having anybody over how how dare the how dare you let the place get to this point mm-hmm. um you know like you should be able to work and and take care of the kids and make sure they're on top of their homework and make sure they eat healthy foods and keep them on the routine while keeping a perfectly clean home and mm-hmm. having everything in a in a great routine um and, and and make sure you take care of yourself so you look really decent in the morning. Sure. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you something and everyone listening that, that you might already know, like logically and rationally in your mind, that what you just described, that list of things to do, is absolutely impossible to do really well if it's just on you. Mm-hmm. And that's my next question. Like, is it just on you? Are you getting the support at home that you feel that you need? I do feel like a lot of it is on me. Um, because just because um, I, I can recognize that my husband and I think very differently. So this is one of like the co- a conversation that we actually had recently where I said, I feel like um, – I have, I'm constantly trying to think ahead, whereas Mm -hmm. he's very, I guess the opposite, I guess in the more relaxed sense. Like, for example, when I get home, I'm like, okay, I have to make sure that, you know, if they didn't eat um, while they're with their grandmother, because my mom will pick them up after Mm -hmm. school um, and they're very picky. um, (laughs) And (laughs) I'm sure you can relate. And so I'm making sure to eat and they get their routine done. But then usually because my husband and I are on opposite schedules, uh, he usually works at night and then I work during the day. I'll come home and I'll see that nothing's been done. So I, it, it's kind of, I've kind of just, it's, I guess it's been kind of this habit, I guess, over the years where it's yeah. the onus has been on me to remind him to do things that are obvious to me. Like for right, me, it's, they're, not to him. they're not to him because when he comes home, it's just his time to relax and rest and not do the things at home because they're considered another form of work. Whereas, mm-hmm. and this is his words. Um, whereas for me taking care of the home, like I, I wasn't able to put it into words until I guess kind of recently that I realized that the sense of just, I can't relax until I feel like things are in their place and clean and that's when are in order and that's that only then can I relax because this my home is really important to me mm-hmm. and I really want to be able to just enjoy it instead of looking around 
and mentally adding to this ongoing to do list. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't at all want this to be a conversation where we're like throwing your your poor husband under the bus that didn't ask for any of this. And I, I'm just going to assume that he doesn't even realize, like, I'm going to assume that you didn't leave him with a list of things to do. And he's just like, I'm not doing any of that. Like, I'm going to relax. Like, keep, did, did that happen? Did you ask him? Or he just doesn't even know half the so, things that need to be done? There are lists that I do create, like I've created like a cleaning list. Um, There was one point where, so he just doesn't do it because he's like, oh, I was really tired or I totally didn't think of it because I was relaxing. Oh, Uh by the way, when he says relax, I I cringe inside (laughs) because you get triggered. (laughs) I I, I absolutely do because I'm like, well, so yeah, so there was a cleaning list. There was a part time where we um, a couple months ago, we made an agreement and said, okay, I will be in charge of the kitchen. I will wash the dishes. I will make sure the fridge is cleaned out. All I want you to do is make sure the both of the bathrooms are clean top to bottom mm-hmm. um, and um, that you keep on top of making sure the kids do their laundry every week. Mm-hmm. Um, that lasted for two weeks. Okay. And then so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you for a second. Did yeah. you did you both grow up in families where typically the mother was in charge of everything and did all those like where it was those sort of roles, like traditional family roles? Yeah, like we both grew up in like single parent households. Okay. Um him later than than I because his parents divorced when he was he was young. Um but yeah, so for me, my my mom, uh fierce Caribbean lady who was like, she was working, she was workaholic, worked all the time. So my responsibility was to make sure I came home, I did my homework and did my chores. So definitely made sure there were no dirty dishes in the sink. There were no dirty mm-hmm. pots on the on the stove. And so then you, I went to bed. you basically grew up in a family where the mom, you saw, you were modeled, had a mom that did most everything, all the jobs. And I'm assuming that he mostly did too. For him, no. His mom never made him do chores. Okay. Oh, so he his mom just did everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, like, you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Like, he – that's all he knows. Yeah. And it's it's not – like, I, I'm not here to blame him. Like, this is what has been modeled for him. So, yeah. in his mind – you know how I talk about core beliefs all the time? Like, that we – that these are largely unconscious things that we just – know as truth. And for him, and I'm, I've never met the man, but I'm, I'm going to make up that what he knows is true is that that the, the mom takes care of everything and it's your job and you just were built for that. And I'm going to tell you this too, that like I said a few minutes ago, you can't humanly do all of those things. Like you could, listen, I'm going to actually take that back. You could do all of the things that are on that list and what's going to end up happening is that I can already foresee this. My crystal ball tells me that you're going to end up resentful. 
Already there. Already Already around. (laughs) Thank you for your honesty. Already there. And like, I don't want to talk to you in 10 years and have you be like, well, I left him because he said I want to relax one too many times. Like, I don't want that for you. Like, I I want you to have what you want. And part of that is a great partnership. And I have, I mean, also, like, raise his hand over here. I have been there. And here's what I don't want you to do. Don't do what I did. Um, Probably about seven or eight years ago, I had a complete meltdown. And I made a list. And it was front and back of all of the things that I do that my husband had no idea that I actually do. And I was so angry at that point and so resentful and so bitter. I was yelling. I was crying. And he was like, I don't know what you want me to just tell me what you want me to do and I'll and I'll do it cuz like I was at my breaking point. And so my point is is that how this has turned out better is I have had to have more or less some come to Jesus conversations and I have said you know I always talk to all of you about hard conversations and I had to show up in a way that was from a place of love and grace and integrity and that I valued my marriage and say all right here's what's going on here's my experience and here's what's going on here's here's where I see this is going I don't want that for us I care too much about this relationship for us to get to that place. And we're headed there. And I'll tell you what, my husband might kill me for saying this. He said, I feel like, I feel like you're giving me an ultimatum. And Mm -hmm. I said, it's not because an ultimatum is, would be me not saying anything and, and, and reaching my breaking point in 10, 20 years when our kids are out of the house. And basically ultimatums are rooted in poor boundaries. Mm -hmm. And Hard conversations is what I was having with him. And I was saying, like, this is a deal breaker for me. And it's not fair for me to just not say anything and just demand, demand, demand and be crappy about it when, you know, it, and a lot of people, a lot of our partners are like that. You know, if, if they're not helping around the house, it's because they were never shown that that's a thing and they're still rooted in old. Um, family roles. And it's all this to say, I came from it from a place of love and compassion and saying, listen, it's 2019. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not 1950 anymore. And if Mm -hmm. you want that kind of life, that's that's not who I'm going to be. And in order for us to have a great relationship, here's what I need to have happen. Are you willing to work on this with me? And Put it on him and and ask him, like, are you – I think that what needs to be communicated, Karina, is the severity of it, Mm -hmm. which I'm guessing he probably doesn't realize. Um, I don't – I'm not sure. I mean, I have broken down crying before Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) in front of him where I just – I said, like, uh, listen, it's it's not even just that I'm also doing any everything, but the onus is on me to think of it. The onus yeah. is on me to tell you to do it. My onus is on me to remind you to do it. So right. it's it's me running the show, and I don't want to run the show for another adult. 
I signed up for running the show for two kids because they're children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that. Mm-hmm. So I, it's my responsibility. I, I get to, to teach them and, and teach them lessons. But it's kind of hard when the kids ask me, why doesn't the kids, and, I, and this is no prompting for me, they're like, how come I have to do all this, but daddy gets to sit there and do nothing? or um that's a great question yeah and i'll say that's a great question <laughs> why let's let's you talk about it <laughs> you know and and, and that kind uh-huh. of at the same time breaks my heart andrew because that's not yeah how i want them to see their dad and uh-huh. how i that's not the lesson i want to teach them either that any of it's okay so does he know that your daughter asked that yes because he asked okay. she they'll full up Listen, my kids are not. Mm-mm. They will follow. Okay. Ask him. Okay. <laughs> Does, what's his response when that's posed to him? Uh, usually, he'll say, "I don't know." You're right, and then he'll probably get up and maybe do something small. Uh, but then mm-hmm. you know he'll sit back down after. So, okay. Um, well, yeah. and I I hear you when you say I I. I get like the mental load of having to be 10 steps ahead of everything and then you are basically taking on another, (laughs) for lack of a better word, employee in the house and you're having to manage it all. And I also am a big advocate for baby steps Mm -hmm. and you're asking this man, you're asking a lot of him. You're asking him to change his identity uh, you're asking him to take on more labor and you're asking him to, it sounds like you're wanting to, him to also remember everything himself, like manage himself and do chores with you. Like that's a perfect world. Wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah. I want that. It would you. be a perfect world. <laughs> it would definitely, I guess that's, you're, you're right. Um, in the sense that I, I guess I, I, I am asking a lot I guess that's that's where I'm having trouble is at what point how do I find that line between it being like realistic um Mm -hmm. my expectations um you know and then where where's that line where it's like well it's clear that you know it's it's not something that you're prioritizing in a way like I guess there mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of the line where it's like okay what are my realistic expectations how can I really like realistically have that accountability um in the sense of okay well we're following up and this is still not happening and yeah. and reaching that point where um okay well should I be tolerating it you know so that's where I'm like I've been kind of like just going back and forth and I'm having this guilt trip. I'm not trusting my voice. I don't trust it at all. Um, just because, you know, I, I, I don't believe I'm being realistic, but I've kind of like at this, this, this world where I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. I'm just in this corn of confusion, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, there's all, there's always marriage counseling, (laughs) which I am. Do you think he'd be open to that at all? Just throwing that out. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were open to it and, uh, we were going and, uh, we were given a book to work through. Oh gosh. Seven pillars of marriage. Oh, Uh I can't remember the name. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it was. And, uh, we were, I think a few chapters in and we were working on it together. And then he said that he 
didn't like doing it anymore. Um, just because he said he started to feel really anxious about going into the exercises and it wasn't something that, um, it was kind of hard to get him into, I guess, the mood into doing it. It's unacceptable, but I think it's understandable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess that's why I've kind of delved into like all these books where I've just been like reading on like, you know, knowing it is my choice and it's my responsibility. So it's not like I, I can't control him. The only thing I can you know, I can control is my actions and what I do. Right. And what you request and yeah. how you come at those requests. Yeah. What struck me about what you just said is that you don't trust your voice and then you kind of paused. What was going on over there? And can you say more about that? Uh, I don't where, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you know, the thought of, oh my gosh, we should, I should just end this and just run away. And then in my mind, it's, well, no, you're being unrealistic. You're not trying hard enough. Do you really want to be like your family members? Um, Because one thing that, oh, that struck me for a while um, when I was younger, my grandmother just said, you know, if you ever have kids um, when you're older, you know, things are going to be hard. And I'm like, well, I'm not sure if I want to have kids and, she said, well, you know, I don't blame you. We do have a family, a history of single parents. And it's just something mm-hmm. that we inherit. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I don't want. And so then now I'm in this position. I'm like, I don't think so. I don't I don't want to inherit that. I don't I, I don't want to be like that. Because I guess when I entered the marriage, I had the dream of like the great two parent household, one that I never had, one that my mom never had, one that my grandmother never had, and just be like loving and supporting of raising our children together. Do you think that you are keeping quiet about certain things in your relationship as to not rock the boat and cause any problems that might send you down the path of single parenthood? Yes. <laughs> oh God! Okay. Yes. Oh wow. Um. Yeah, because I I can imagine it's hard. Um, I don't oh, I I don't want to hurt my kids. Uh-huh. Um, there was a period we were separated, and it was hard because, um, you know, the kids were crying, and then he was crying, and I kind of just felt like this stone figure that just didn't have any emotions like I was just numb to it you know and then eventually I kind of broke down where I was like I didn't I didn't want this for my kids you know which is why we kind of let the the you know reconciliation and and going to counseling and so forth so well and here like I'm gonna take a big step back and look at the whole situation sort of like a meta view and again I'm not a marriage counselor but I'm pretty sure a lot of marriage counselors would say like when a couple comes in and it's a situation like an argument like this like I don't feel like he helps enough around the house and the husband might say back I think she's a nag because she's always asking me these things I just want to relax like, it's not about the chores it it rarely ever is just about the chores like of course, it matters. But if you take that big step back and look at it, typically, and and I'm going to actually put the question on you, what is it that you think you're not, like, how are you feeling um, or what do you make up that he is either doing or not doing and when he's not being reciprocal and supportive with the household duties? 
in my head, I think he's thinking that he doesn't see the big deal mm-hmm. that I am overreacting. Or and that makes you feel how does that make you feel? Uh makes me feel angry. Mm-hmm. Um makes me feel also doubt myself because I then I start to question maybe I am overreacting. But then mm-hmm. I go back to then why do I feel so exhausted and, and miserable mm-hmm. and um uh yeah. So Yeah. I guess that's that's part of the word just I feel like okay, well he just he would he doesn't care. Yeah. He doesn't care about that because it's not important to him. Does it then make you feel like he doesn't care about you or am I off base with that? In a way, I feel like he he doesn't. Because I feel like I have, and this is also not entirely on him, but maybe on me as well, that I've kind of put myself in a role of caretaker. Okay. And so he cares that I'm a caretaker. And knowing that I will handle things. Yeah. I make up that he loves that about you. Okay. Um, thanks for sharing that. And do you see what I mean by it is, but it isn't about the chores? Yeah. It runs deeper than that. Yeah. I'm assuming you've expressed at least part of that to him or would this totally be news to him? That I feel like I'm a caretaker. Yeah. All of it. Uh, that you're a caretaker, that he doesn't care. Uh, no, it wouldn't be news to him. I have expressed uh, this that I feel like I'm you know, in this role where I'm taking care instead of feeling like I have a, like, I guess a partner in crime. Uh, He's not really sure how to respond. I, I mean, I've tried to express it like verbally and written to see how, how uh, he can absorb the information. So there hasn't been much of a response other than, you know, you're right. You know, this does need to change. But I guess mentally I'm at this point where I feel like, oh, it's just lip service. Yeah. You know, or, yeah. And also the ego part of me is like, I know I'm right. Yeah. (laughs) I don't need you to tell. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I, here's, my suggestion and and let me let me again back up and and kind of look at it from the bigger picture and and what's happening is again it's not really about the the chores what i'm seeing is really with any successful relationship whether it's a friendship or you know a a, a co-working thing and especially in a partnership there in order for i think that the health of the relationship, there's a direct correlation between a lot of things, but one of them is the reciprocity of the of anything, of the love, of the trust, of the work that it takes to create a household. 
And I know some families have an agreement. Um, I know someone who the husband is a, a, a chief of staff surgeon, and so he works a lot. And they have an agreement where you know she's allowed to hire help, and like you know it's like a very privileged situation. And and um, but but if you don't have that, in order for the relationship to to be healthy and thrive and for everyone to feel like they're being taken care of and that they are loved and appreciated and all of these things that it takes, there has to be reciprocity. And it would sort of be like if um, – oh, I had a great analogy and now I forget what it was. Darn it. Um, well, it would it would sort of be like if you were at work and you had a coworker and you both, you know, were at the same level in a company and that person didn't really do anything and got all the same amount of credit as you did and you were the one doing all the work. Like that's going to fall apart fast. And it's it's interesting um that I don't I haven't spoken to him. I don't know I don't know what's going over what's happening over there, but I I do think that what what is in order is a conversation where you – and you know it's not going to be a brand new one. You're going to express to him how you feel about everything. And then also you said he's not sure how to respond and he typically responds with, you're right. And then he might actually do help you out for a couple of weeks and then it ends. I wonder if it would be better if you were really clear about your requests and said, here are the things that I need you to take on. And there are things that would have, my suggestion is to make it things that would have pretty, I don't want to say dire consequences, but things where it's really going to be noticeable if he stops doing it or you have to make a commitment to not pick up the slack if he mm. stops. <laughs> yeah, that's where my struggle would be picking up the slap. Because my mind will go, no, I can't leave it like this. So <laughs> letting that go. <laughs> but that and I also wonder, has have you either of you done the five language five love languages and know what your love language is? So my love language is um service. Okay. And his is touch. So it I wonder if as he which I'm sure that when he doesn't help around the house, you're not exactly wanting to be overly affectionate with him. Nope. <laughs> right. Okay. So I wonder if it would be helpful if you used your love languages. And so when he does acts of service and he does the the things that you need him to do to help around the house, you express your gratitude through hugs, kisses, affection, whatever it is that you're willing to do that will help – what I do over here in this house is I I just did it last night because uh, we're we're facing this thing um, at school where I know what's coming. Like I know that there's going to be a lot more work that's going to happen. And I told my husband before I made the request and I said, I have no, and I text him even, I, like, I have noticed that you have been helping out so much more and I appreciate it so much and I see it and I thank you. And also this week's going to be crazy and I'm going to need your help more. <laughs> So it's just the acknowledgement. And um, typically people who are picking up the slack who never have like to hear that. And it's good that you know his love language. So what do you what do you think about all the things I just said and suggested? Um, 
definitely, I I think it's it'll be good for me to acknowledge when he does it for sure. And you know, I I do want to I do want to touch him. I do. So I mean, that's something I definitely will work on. You know, um, sometimes it's hard to turn off yeah. the Caribbean mom in my head uh, who is like, well, why should you get a thank you? I don't get a thank you and I got to do that. I'm going to start going back. But, <laughs> but I understand it's, it's one of those voices that I need to, um, that is something I need to, to work on. It's, I guess it's that stubborn, that stubbornness in me. Well, and it's also like residual feelings of resentment. I, yeah. I, I completely understand it. And that's why, you know, I talked about in the beginning of our conversation about coming at it from a place of compassion. Like he really doesn't know any different. He is learning a new role. Like your roles are changing in your family. And it can have some, there can be a a bit of a learning curve as well as you have to give it some time to change. And I, I honestly, like I say this from experience and it's been, I'm like, just like for the sake of total transparency, I'm over here self-managing like a mofo because I have so been in your shoes and have been walking this path for so long. And I always tell everybody, everything I've learned about communication, I've learned from my, my best friend, Amy Smith over at the joy junkie. She has her own podcast as well. And I have, and she's my best friend. And so as my husband and I have been walking this path as well, there have been times where I've I have told her, I almost like throw up in my mouth a little bit when I have to like express all this gratitude because I'm like, this, you should be this is your fucking job <laughs> as a dad. Like, no, you don't get accolades and a medal for helping with homework and taking to and from Girl Scouts. Like, this is part of the package. And Amy's like, And she's a super feminist too. So she's like, I get it. And this is one of those things where your alternative is to not say anything or to be snarky like I just was to you. And that's not going to get me what I want. Mm -hmm. So you have to think about like, okay, this is going to get me what I want. And I love this man. Like I, I also want to be in a healthy, loving relationship with him. So Karina, you're allowed to have that conversation in your head or to like your best girlfriend and say, I can't believe I had to tell this man thank you for, you know, doing his own damn laundry. And and then at the same time, show up with love and grace as much as you can. Do you think you could do that? I could definitely work on it. <laughs> I can definitely. Um, Caribbean mom can come with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and like this is one of those conversations too where I would I would definitely want you to prep for it. Like I wouldn't just say, "Can you call him as soon as we're done on the phone here?" Like I would want you to prepare and what you also might want to consider is when you have the conversation, preface the conversation by thanking him for all the things that he has done and the things that you love about him. I mean, you don't have to go on for 20 pages, but it's it's nobody wants to listen when they're people tend to get feel backed into a corner when you come at the conversation and say we need to talk here's all the things you're doing wrong and here's how i want you to change 
it feels like shit, you know? Yeah. It just, yeah. It does. So if you want someone to listen to you, <laughs> preface it with, here's how I, you know, the, the, the times that you have helped out after we've had these conversations, I cannot tell you how much that made me feel loved, how much that took off of my shoulders. And I'm so grateful for that. And don't say, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and, and I, and I can help you too. Like if, if you need help, just really mapping out the conversation, because this is a big deal. It, it's not just about the stuff. It's about the reciprocity of your relationship and you, the both of you growing together. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think you're willing to have the conversation and be grateful in the beginning and ask for what you want? Yeah. I mean, coming from, I guess that, that place of, of gratitude and compassion, I, I think will, will definitely help because yeah, you're right. I do have that lingering um, resentment and also that cassette tape of, Ooh, does yeah. I, when, I hope people know who had a cassette tape sale is um, a cassette tape. We're playing of, um, everything that he did wrong and everything that he did before. So coming from like a new place will help. Yeah. I know that you love self-help books and I know like part of what you feel the problem is, is like, I have too many books that I'm reading and I need more time to be able to read these books. (laughs) But um, John Gottman's books on communication and relationships are amazing. He might have written that one that you were talking about. Maybe it wasn't him. Anyway, I'll have to I'll have to fact check that and and put it in the show notes. But he talks about the four horsemen of the apocalypse, which is like such a dramatic name. But he it's basically like these four things that he can guarantee if this happens a lot in your relationship, then it's going to be its demise. And one of those things is contempt. And it it sounds like you might be it. it it, it's going on in your head. <laughs> a lot of times that can come out of our mouth. And and what I mean by that is when we tell our partners, when we tell them all the time, like all the things, I mean, I did this constantly in my former relationship. Here are all the things you're doing wrong. And here are all the ways that I'm better than you. And that I wouldn't do it the way that you're doing it. And you need to change to be more like me. And then everything will be happy. Honestly, to this day, I still think I'm right. But I <laughs> 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 had work to do, though. But I wasn't seeing my part. But that that never that ne- that is hurtful to that other person, and that that's poor communication. Yeah, it's it's it might be one of those books that you he has several, and I'll have to find the one that I'm talking about that you might really find interesting. Okay, you see how this all goes back to your original topic. Well, making, I guess just prioritizing, being able to learn to prioritize means reaching out for help mm-hmm. and so that he can help me with what I need, what I, what I want so that I can make more decisions, more yeses to getting stuff done for me, which is, yeah. yeah. One of the things that you might want to consider talking about in your conversation with him is is how you and I don't want to put words in your mouth so and, and I, I'm making this up but is is how you feel like and you might want to kind of use this language and say 
what I am making up or, you know, the story I'm making up that you feel is that, you know, referring to your husband, is that I don't matter as much in this relationship, in this family, and that my time doesn't matter as much in this in this family. It's more disposable. And it's not leaving any time for me to take care of myself. Like he might not feel that way, but that's that's how you're feeling. He's feeling. Am I correct on that? Yeah. Yeah. Because everything is well, you know, it will it will get done. Trina will just it, do it. Yeah. Yeah. It won't even I like sometimes I think like he probably doesn't register that it's me doing it. He just knows it will get done. Mm-hmm. And, and and that usually is in the case me. So Yeah. I had, when I had my meltdown, I think this was back in around 2012, I said, one of the things was I said, well, I yelled, have we ever run out of toilet paper? That was one of the things that I yelled. And I also said, what if I went on strike? Like, what if I legit just stopped? Do you realize how much this would fall apart? And I do not recommend saying that because he he just was like big eyed, like, oh my God, I I didn't know. Um, But it's, I, I don't. I honestly wonder if he even registers, like you said, like it, that. Just that, I wonder if he realizes just how much work it actually is for you, because so many of the tasks are what we call invisible tasks, and the mental load on you. I don't think he fully understands. I think it's more like if I tell him, but it's 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 harder for him to understand unless it was. I'm able to try and put it in words that. Or in a situation in which he would understand, um, yeah. Because I mean, there was a period of time where I I did go on strike in regards to laundry. Okay. And he just let it pile up. <laughs> yeah. Do you still do his laundry? No, I don't anymore. Okay, good. <laughs> good. No, I. That would have been my first suggestion. Like, if he doesn't do his own laundry, you both work full time. He needs to be. Because the consequence is like he's just not going to have any clean clothes to wear, and that's not on you. Nope. Like <laughs> you're like I do, I'm fine. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right, and and yeah, I just I do want to circle back. You did you nailed it. Like you having help around the house is going to free up time both just logistically and mentally for you to be able to do these things that you want to do, like go to the gym and read more books and just take care of yourself. Because I mean, what I want to emphasize over and over again is that you matter. Your time matters. Your self-care matters so much. And you know, you know, you're a role model for your daughters. Taking care of yourself is what they're going to see happen. And it's important. And it's going to start with this conversation with your partner. Yeah. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to reach out to you and you and I can email back and forth if you need help with the conversation in more depth. And then I would, um, I'll check in with you in a couple weeks and then I'll give everybody an update as to how it went. Does that sound good? Yeah, it sounds good. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable and honest here. Uh, Thank you. Thanks for just speaking with me. I mean, you're, yeah. I think just generally just listening to your podcast just had such a big effect on my life. I actually found you through Christine Hassler and okay. I just, I became, I started from episode one 
So. Oh my god! No, no, it was. I didn't even have a microphone back then. (laughs) But it was, it was, it was so. Just uh, thank you, Andrea. You're welcome, and thanks for being a supporter and and coming on and and helping so many people. And we will actually be right back with an update. So hang on, everybody. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. And as far as an update, I have been corresponding with Karina to make sure that her conversation feels really good to her. She sent me her first draft. I gave her some feedback and she's still working on it. It's not that she's working up the courage. It's that she's still working on it to make sure that it's right. And we're still continuing to have the conversation, she and I. So right now I don't quite have an update for you. But I wanted to remind you that you can be coached by yours truly here on the show. Head on over to patreon.com slash Y-K-A-L, and you can find out more information from that. Again, thank you so much for being here. I love bringing these particular episodes to you. And until next time, Ask Kickers, I will see you all out in cyberspace. Bye-bye.